Welcome to Chronic Curiosity, where real people have real discussions, unscripted and raw, about anything to everything. If you enjoy the show, we ask that you follow, subscribe to the channels, all those things. Also, if you would like to support the show monetarily, you can do so by going to the website chronic-curiosity.com. At the bottom of the page, you can donate in dollars or Bitcoin, or you can go to the shop and purchase some curious merchandise that just happens to be fantastically comfortable. Also, if you'd like to connect with the show, please feel free to shoot us an email, comment on whatever platform you're using, or you can join the forum that is also at chronic-curiosity.com. Interact, ask questions. Let's have some fun. And here we go. We both might be a little slow today. That's fine. Hello. There you go. There I am. (laughs) You good, Tom? Golden. Awesome. Golden. Does it sound all right? Can you hear me? I think you probably need to come a little bit closer. Closer. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Yeah, perfect. Beautiful. Awesome. Kat, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um... It's been a while since we've uh, we've talked to you. I feel like it's been. Yeah, I. Uh, when's the last time I've actually seen you guys? Was that the uh, the photo shoot? It might have been. Oh yeah, when we went to see um, who did that? No, we went and no, had oh, yeah, a photo shoot. You, you and I out. together. Oh, that was with, the last time I've seen um, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Todd. With Todd Ryder. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. Last time I saw you was probably up when we were in Cleveland, doing that photo shoot. That. That was uh, actually in Akron, but was yeah. It Akron? In Akron? Yeah, when you were our photographer. Correct. Yes. Akron, yeah, probably. That's oh, all the same. I don't yeah. know. Oh, that's been a long time. <laughs> that was like three years ago. At least. I think I think we're encroaching on four. Yeah, because yeah. I mean it was, well, it was for your birthday. It was in August, so ish. I, I don't do timelines very well at all. It was our just the weekend we were celebrating your birthday. Oh. I don't do my it's birthday very well. <laughs> Uh, how's the how's the photography biz going for you? It's going good. I actually have an engagement shoot tonight, which is fun. Um, it's it's semi steady at the moment. It's a little bit harder um, over this last year. I just haven't been booking as much. Um, one because of the pandemic, nobody seems to have money. Right. Uh, two because the last three months of my life, I've just been like in a complete disheveled mess of a of a reinvention so i haven't been advertising it much but i'm ready to like ramp up give it a go again and like go full force i'm actually probably renting a studio full-time coming this spring nice um i've been part-time running off of this other photographer and i love the space i love the studio um i love 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 the location it's right in ohio city and um yeah charlie's is up in april and i'm like all right I'm in line for it. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this full time. That's awesome. What's the plan as far as do you have? Because I know you do a bunch of different kinds of things, obviously, um, from boudoir to engagement pictures and family pictures. Like, do you have like a. I really want to focus mainly on boudoir. That's like my bread and butter. It's the thing I have the most fun with. Um, I really, 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 really love it. Um, I hate weddings. I only take weddings on like a case by case basis. I won't do them anymore. 
Um, but engagement pictures, I'll still do. Um, I, I don't do too many like infant photos. Like, I feel like it's weird to advertise for like, here's my boudoir stuff and here's some infant photos. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of have to like find your niche and really like, I don't know, center in on it. Makes sense. Yeah. So I'm gonna pull up um some one like one of your boudoir. Oh um, yeah, I love that photo. So can you explain like what actually falls in that um category? Would you like I know some women are like, I would never be fully nude. Obviously this lady is not nude. So what all falls right. in that? So boudoir, I mean, it can be your comfort level, really. I've had some women come in, they're like, I kind of want to do like a fun sexy shoot, but I don't want to show anything. So they've come in in like a ball gown or like their favorite dress. And I do their hair. I do their makeup. I do all of that myself. I used to like source it out. And now it's like, I don't know, something that I just do. Like that one there, Madeline in the uh, the white dress. That is still boudoir. It's still sexy. It's still covered. It still leaves something to the imagination. But I still consider this like boudoir it's very goddess of the ocean feel at yeah right moana i know and she's sexy moana as an adult <laughs> exactly not to be weird oh yeah <laughs> too late guys <laughs> yeah you went there you did so it. basically whatever they feel comfortable and sexy with yeah and i've had women that come in and they are completely fine being 100 percent nude um they barely bring any clothes i mean and it's just completely stripped down and they're comfortable in front of the camera within like two minutes um other people sometimes it takes them like a good 30 minutes before they like start to feel comfy and then you know that's when i start getting the really good shots of them of like their personality coming out and their beauty and we're at their comfort level so it everybody's different but yeah it's whatever their level is what would you say, like the like the motivation for most of the people that come and do that? Like, what? Initially, they're always like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it for my husband or my boyfriend, or I'm getting married, and this is gonna be their groom's gift or their birthday gift." But they leave, like, feeling like, "Yeah, I'm glad I did this for me. Like, I feel better about myself having done this." Like, it's it. You see, like a whole transformation in people from like beginning to end. And then when you talk to them after and they're just like, Oh my God, I, I feel so confident. I feel so beautiful. I feel so sexy. Like, and that's motivation for me to keep doing it. Right. Cause that's hard to pull out. Maybe not pull out of some people. Maybe that's the wrong word. Pull out of like, it's, um, to recognize for people to recognize that in themselves. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's a, that's a good way to say it. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people that, um, cause we've even talked to people cause you know, Cass is obviously, I don't remember if the, we were rolling oh yeah we talked about the last time you saw each other um but it's you see a lot of people that that have that insecurity that obviously it seems like you see as they walk in the door and then throughout the process of you know maybe even if it's not necessarily like a shoot like that but when somebody does something they think is outside of their comfort zone they do it and it's like oh okay that wasn't that bad like i didn't die like i can do this like and then even more so they have like a a product afterwards that you give them that really makes them feel good. So that's absolutely, that's really cool. How, how did you get into it? Like how did, Oh yeah. So I went to my very first photo shoot when I was like 19 years old as a model. I had my friend, um, <clears throat> Lucretia, like, which you guys know, uh, from Smithville, like she yeah. was modeling at the time and like getting her feet wet. And she was like, Hey, come to this photo shoot with me. And I was like, okay, I guess. And she's like, he said to like, 
bring some clothes and like get in front of the camera and i'm like okay i'm like <laughs> i don't feel like i'm the model type like i'm sure i'm just you know and at the time i was like i'm not very like curvy or anything like i don't i don't see myself as a model but sure why not this sounds fun so she helped me like pack a suitcase full of clothes we go to this studio in cleveland and like we spent the whole evening just like shooting and i felt so uncomfortable in front of the camera i was just like oh am i doing this right like i don't know what i'm doing like <laughs> oh, this feels awkward. Like you're in this room and, you know, I had like, I think my first set, I was just in a bra and underwear. Like that was it. And I was like, felt super vulnerable. And I was just like, oh man, like this is, this is weird. This is different. And um, about two or three days later, I got my pictures back and I was like, damn, okay, I look good. Like, <laughs> this is what I look like? Like, I don't feel like I look like that, but I, I was just like so blown away. And over like the next year, I kept modeling and kept doing it and started to make a little bit of money off it. But I would, I would get like really irritated with photographers that they didn't want to do the concepts that I wanted to do. And I also like saw this little market of window that a lot of male photographers made me feel uncomfortable when I worked with them. And I was like, I want to create a safe space for other girls to get in front of the camera and feel comfortable with it. And I mean, this was, I was 19, 20 years old. So we're talking like 10, 11 years ago. Um, and I was working at a restaurant at the time, saved up all my money, spent like 1300 bucks on my first camera and like, just started doing it and at first it was just i would take pictures of my niece and nephews and i would like wrangle my friends in to um like do a weird styled photo shoot with me and i would start posting it on facebook and before i knew it people were like oh my gosh you're actually really good can you like will you take my family photos will you do this will you do that and like before i knew it it just like grew and grew and then specifically boudoir it was about Four or five years ago, I really wanted to get into it. I was still modeling and I set up like a, uh, I got like a hotel room for like a weekend and I like posted on Facebook that this is what I wanted to do. Boudoir sessions, base price, hundred bucks, hair and makeup, which was a steal. And I was like, I <laughs> just need to make enough. hundred bucks, I feel like. <laughs> right. And I was like, I just need to make enough to cover this hotel room for the weekend. I want to give it a try. And then it took off from there. That's awesome. I will, at the same time, too, you talked about, you know, because you think photographers and throughout, you know, the, I don't know the word I'm looking for. So my brain's a little scrabbled, <laughs> scrabbled today. <laughs> um, but like throughout that kind of industry and like the film and photography industry, like you have these guys taking these pictures of, let's break it. Oh, you're good. There you go. Um, you know, so I can see being comfortable in front of this dude behind a camera that you have no idea who he is as a woman. So it's like, and you hear so many horror stories of different things around that. So it's like, it makes sense. You look at that and go, Hey, here's a space that you can fill and you do it well. So it's, yeah, it just kind of, I, I didn't realize you only started four or five years ago. So that was, I mean, with, yeah, with going heavy into boudoir. Yeah. It was like, I think um, that that weekend that you guys were there, I think was only into my like, that was my third weekend of doing it. That was my third weekend no of doing a boudoir marathon is what I would call it because I would book everybody like an hour at a time and back to back and it would be starting at 8 or 9 a.m. and my last client would leave at like 10 or 11 p.m. And it was just like, and I would have somebody usually either at least one the night before and one the morning before I checked out. 
That's a lot of running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we I were would... first. I remember we had to get there really early, and we were mm -hmm. first, and had to talk Fred into it a little bit. There was definitely probably some um, bribery, maybe, but the end product was fantastic. Like, I love our pictures. And while I was getting my hair and makeup done, you were like, Fred, take your shirt off. I have to get my camera set up. And so I have some pictures of him that are fantastic all by himself. I, I still have women drooling over those pictures. That's because he looked fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I younger bet then. you do. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but all the, because I had like a hair and makeup artist. I had an assistant. Right. I had somebody else that was just kind of like hanging out and helping out. And uh, one of the other clients coming in and all of them were just like looking at Fred like, What's going on in there? And like their jaws just dropping. Like after you guys left, like you were the talk of the whole day. You look fantastic. Well, it's it's. I guess it's. Well, and it, it was collectively both of you. They were like, "Oh my god, they're such a hot couple." Like we did get naked in the shower. That was which <laughs> I will happen. say, shower boudoir is fantastic. It's fogged, so you can't see anything. Mm -hmm. But it, love it. It's that. I'm uh, it's that out of focus thing you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's slightly out of focus. You can tell what's going on, but you can't really see what's going on. Is this real or not? Well, it is weird. I mean, it is weird because I've never done anything like that, and I'm not. Um, may, maybe that's maybe that helped me get prepared for this being in front of a camera. Um, but that and like, I remember the first time like Tony and I started playing music, and we were like talking about like playing in front of people and getting up on stage. And it's like the first time we did that, it was like, okay, this is weird. Like, I don't know if I can like handle this. Right. Um. But then afterward, it's like, well, you know, I didn't, didn't die. I, you know, I'm okay. Like, whatever. I didn't and die. That wasn't so bad. Yeah. I and survived. And it is like, it's, I guess it's just different because there's not like a, especially maybe from the area we're at, you know, there's a lot of places that that's, you know, being in front of a camera or on the video camera or whatever, like that's kind of a thing that people aspire for. But around here, it's like, wait, you did what? It's like, well, yeah, I did like what? So what? Like, and then it's like you walk away from that and you go, well, that's a new experience. It's different. And then people like see those things and you know, people were telling her like, Oh my gosh, like your pictures look so great. Like this, that, like all these different things. It's like, Oh like, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Jess, if you're watching this, don't get on YouTube. Oh yeah. <laughs> my sister listens to the show Yeah, every once in a while. She's like, I had to stop that one. I couldn't listen. <laughs> I couldn't. Slightly inappropriate. Yeah. I, I couldn't listen to my, little brother's whatever story okay it's <laughs> off now <laughs> yeah. oh. but we're, like it's i think that it is extremely like tasteful right yeah everything is covered and like this picture is printed and it's in my room you yeah. know but at I, the same time I love like, it. you know people will scoff at kind of some people not all people some people will like scoff at like people doing that like the board boudoir shoots or whatever like or posting pictures like that on you know instagram or whatever it is but then they'll go and turn their tv on and watch the exact same thing or even worse sometimes so it's like wh what do you oh for like, sure you know, yeah just, what, what goes on in people's heads is just like i don't understand that you know they'll they'll do something or take part in something but if somebody else they know is actually doing that thing that they're just watching it's like ugh, well whatever like i don't it, yeah and i mean you like obviously what i do is not porn right but like how many people are afraid to admit that that's what they're watching late at night or whatever and then they scoff at somebody who's like open with their body or their sexuality or whatever it is it's like 
yeah, you're willing to watch it, but like when somebody else does it, like, oh, you're disapproving? Like, I, yeah. And that one, that one's a really good example of like, she's topless, uh, orange hair. Oh, on the left. Left. There we go. Yeah. Orange hair, topless, still covered, still tasteful, still beautiful, still sexy. Like, that's, I love capturing that stuff. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a, there's a disconnect between something that is, like used for advertisement or movies or something like that. And then people kind of doing the same thing in, in a, in a different light of, you know, this isn't necessarily like, you know, even if you want to sell your body, Hey, that's your body. You do it, do what you want, but like doing this as like an, an empowering thing or, or just because it's fun. Like mm-hmm. what's so wrong with that? Like you're not, like, I don't, have you ran into like a lot of flack from people or gotten like any pushback from um, that you wouldn't expect, I guess, or any weird situations. As a photographer and model, actually. I was going to say, well, so as when I first started modeling and I had no shame, I was like, I, I look good. I look great. I loved doing this. I felt no shame whatsoever. And so I posted like all the all the photos on like Facebook that I did. And like some of them were, you know, in this kind of light. I wasn't naked in any of them yet. Um <laughs> But my family were like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you're doing this. This is so, like, awful. You're you're never going to get a good job doing that. You're never. It's like the same thing they tell me when I got my tattoos. Like, you're never going to get a good job. You're never going to amount to anything. Like, you're going to tarnish your reputation. How are you ever going to make it anywhere in life by, like, posting this kind of stuff? And then, like, I started shooting it. And, like, it was their same response all over again. And... From like outsider's perspective, when I started modeling, there there was kind of like an uproar response from like a lot of men. Like my inbox immediately flooded with like, oh my God, here's a lot. Like just everybody drooling over it. And I just was like, it kind of took me back for a minute because I wasn't used to that. And then I remember somebody in my college like made me feel a little bit ashamed about it. And they were like, hey, the guys are saying something like really nasty about you, about those pictures and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, like, I guess maybe I should take them down. Like I like it got in my head for a minute. And then one of the other girls were like, no, honey, they were like saying how awesome you were. And she got jealous. Like, don't let them get to you whatsoever. So there's a little bit of that, like backlash of like other females like initially being like ew that's so disgusting like because they lost the attention they lost the attention they were getting cats taking all the legs away (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny because i remember the first time that we met you you came over with a guy you were dating that we were friends with Mm -hmm. and then you guys fizzled out or whatever. And we remained friends with you. And the first thing Fred and I ever said was she is so fucking confident. And I remember just thinking like how much, I don't know if I said it and you were like, yeah, absolutely. And that would have just been so sad if that moment had been the time where you took everything down and not even just confident in your body. Just overall, I feel like you are confident just being who you are which is slightly different from norm right from society normals and i fucking love that about you and it's because you're just you're confident and you're just like i don't care yeah like i don't care and i don't know how much how long it took you to be that way or how much is just you get up and decide every morning like 
I am going to be confident, but it is the one thing that I find about you so fucking attractive. And I just, I love it. So I would be so sad if that moment would have been where you were like, oh, this isn't okay. So I'm really glad you didn't do that because we've talked about that multiple times. Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. man, Kat is feeling down about herself right now, but that bitch is super fucking confident. Like, it, it shows. So as a female, I appreciate it. And I am glad that you did not do that. Well, thank you. And yeah, to that point, like, I have my down days like everybody else. Like, I've had days where I don't feel confident. Like, the pandemic did, like, a number on me. I broke my ankle, like, day two of quarantine. And, you know, you couple that with sitting on the couch all the time and eating all the food. Like, I gained 20 pounds. And it took me so, it took so much mental work to make sure that I didn't lose, like, that confident fire that I have inside me. And that's what I want, like, every woman to feel. like. 90% of my clients, they, they come to me and they're like, I want to be as confident as you look in those photos. Like, I want to be that confident. I love your confidence. How do I get that? How do I do this? And I'm like, yeah, let me show you. Let me show you what it's all about. Like, all it takes is just flipping the mirror on them and showing them like what I see. Because I feel like every person on this earth like is beautiful, is wonderful in their own way. Like, and I just want to bring it out in them. Like, I want them to feel that. I want them to see that. Like, and I fight so hard sometimes to like not lose my confidence and not lose my spark because there there have been moments. Let me tell you, like I'm I'm sure everybody has that battle. But like I don't know, I'm proud of myself for for keeping it as long as I have. Like even this last year, like it was it was really hard for me actually to get in front of the camera like nude again. And I was like, oh man, I don't I don't know how my body's gonna look. I don't know how I feel about this. And like it did it, and I was like, you know, I'm not entirely happy with my body. And the way it is and i'm gonna keep working on it but i'm so glad i did it like i felt so good after even picking myself apart as i'm sure we all do like still happy i did it well i think if there's there's something to that where if people in general had more confidence i think there'd be a lot less problems in the world and i know that's really generalized but you know we've talked about you know whether it be um you know like guys um like some like higher level, you know, military performers or somebody that knows like, you know, UFC or they don't have like a pride issue, but they're confident. Like those are typically the last guys that are going to start a fight or puff their chest out because they're confident in their capabilities and they, they know who they are. So they're not the ones out there being douchebags. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, if a, you know, a woman being confident in herself, then you don't have to worry about tearing other people down. It's, you can actually turn it and try to help build people up. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of the women that tear other women down, it's it's all a, it comes from a lack of self-confidence. It comes from a lack of like loving themselves and loving who they are. And yeah, it, it sucks that it has to come to that. But that, that's that's the root of it. A hundred percent. I think it's the same for guys, too. And oh, yeah. it, it manifests itself a little differently. Um, yeah. Usually guys, you know, will talk. Guys talk shit regardless. So that's kind of like guy communication is talking shit like friendly. But if they if they're really not confident in themselves, then it's like, it turns in this weird, like dark, like psycho, like, I don't even know how to explain it. These are some Toxically of those guys. masculine. No, yeah. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. But actually is. toxic where yeah, they're like, yeah. it's like, you can't back it up. Like you're just somebody that's just hateful and you have no reason to, you know, talk this shit. Like go work on yourself, you know, be confident in what you want to do. Like whatever it is, like 
if you're not confident in what you're doing, you feel like most people just, they do what everybody else is doing. And they're like, and they subscribe to what everyone else's ideas. It's, you know, someone will be like, oh, that person's, you know, I can't believe that person's doing that. Yeah, me either. That's gross. That's this, that's well, that's not even your own thoughts. Like, did you even think about, did you even really fledge that whole idea out and why you, because it's okay to disagree with people and say, hey, you know what? I don't agree with that. Or, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that, you know, with your photography and your modeling, they're like, I don't agree with that. And that's fine. But guess what? Don't look at it. Right. Like, no one's forcing you to like search this person out and see what they're doing. If you disagree with it, then just ignore it and walk keep, away from yeah, it. Keep scrolling. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> keep scrolling, yeah, like... you, yeah, you can unfollow it. Like that's like the, like the biggest thing that's killed me. Like these people that try to like, um, you know, though, I guess part of it, it's like the cancel culture that's kind of happened is, you know, first it was, um, you know, well, these, these liberals are canceling these conservatives. And then the conservatives went back and said, well, that's fine. We'll try to cancel you too. And, and it's just a constant battle of trying to like destroy each other's lives. Like, well, if you don't like it, just keep scrolling, keep scrolling, <laughs> yeah, like keep scrolling. Like, I don't understand the, the, the hate behind people and the desire to just mess with people's lives. I don't, I don't get it either. And I have like a decent example. Like I remember I was hanging out with this girl. She was kind of a newer friend. And she was like scrolling on Instagram and she like pulls up this girl of like, it was just like a selfie of this girl and like a thong in the mirror or whatever. She goes, oh my God, that's so disgusting. She just does this for attention. And I'm like, no, like she feels confident about herself enough to post that on the internet for everybody to see. Let her, what is it doing to you? Why is it bothering you? Like stop. And I like shut her down and I was like, no, I don't agree with that. Like, and why are you being this way? Like immediately like i i can't stand for that whatsoever like well and maybe she does do it for attention but how is how is that bothering you you know exactly it doesn't take away attention that you're getting and if that's your issue then you shouldn't be concerned about the attention there right like correct yeah if it 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 does take it away maybe you should post some thong pictures yourself exactly (laughs) yeah if you're that concerned about it yeah i like where your head's at tony (laughs) well you know (laughs) Well, that's I had a, you one upper. <laughs> I had a conversation with a buddy one time, and I remember exactly where it started. But it was we were having some controversial discussions, and um, and my my whole standpoint is ninety nine point nine percent of the time, if what I'm doing or if what somebody else is doing isn't directly affecting me, like my safety, my health, or like my family, so like you do you do what you want to do. Like, cause as long as it's not affecting somebody else, like why should I care what you're doing? Particularly if it was, it might've been around drugs or something like that. Like particularly if it was in your own household, like as long as you're not, you know, negatively impacting somebody else's life, then why should I be concerned about it? And you know, if, if stay I don't in, stay in your lane, yeah, if I don't have to, <laughs> like, if I don't, I don't have to look at those pictures. I don't right. have to go, you know, follow what you're doing. Or I don't have to, you know, listen to what you're saying. I can turn around and walk away. He was like, yeah, but what if, what if some, you know, dude just showed up naked at your house and would, like, it was out. I'm like, well, that's my house. And like, and I have, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't need my daughter seeing some naked dude on my porch. Like that's my property. Like now it is directly affecting me, but if he wants to run around his own house naked, why do I care? <laughs> he was just like, uh, He's kind of like, all right, that was a bad example. Like, if someone's not bothering you, then leave them alone. Hey, right. <laughs> keep scrolling. <laughs> keep scrolling. <laughs> I like that. Just keep scrolling. Yeah, I, I, I'll never, I'll never figure out why people do that. Like, why people want to just inject themselves in other people's lives for 
whatever reason i don't don't, yeah i don't i don't get it either but uh go ahead tony no i was just stuck on why the dude was showing up at your house naked i was trying to figure (laughs) that out i don't i don't know i I may have said something ridiculous because i i think we had i don't remember if you were cheating i mean you guys were doing the cat's photo shoot together instead of us bro it's all Can we find one with three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if three uh, is not company. I don't think we were recording. <laughs> so, Kat, what is this um, uh, mm. fun photo um, idea that you have <laughs> that Aunt is referring to? So, uh, I I have this picture of a slightly out of focus penis in front of the Rock Hall of Fame. It was taken from the Hilton Hotel um, with a little friendly friend that I had. And um, I want to make like a photo book of slightly out of focus like penises in front of landmarks, but with like funny kitschy names like the Leaning Tower of Peter and <laughs> that's a, really that's Big Ben. And you he's know. got some Peronis. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, maybe in front of like the Chicago Bean, it's just the balls. Right? <laughs> so hold on. I got to ask, is this dick pic, is it far enough back that you can pretty much tell that it's like a phallus or is it cl- so close up that you're like, eh, what, uh, can we, I don't... if I send it to you, can we pull it up? All right. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Just, I, yeah. I don't think we can, we can uh, switch that on YouTube. So we'll just, we just have to, oh, yeah. yeah, we can put it up on the screen though so we can see. <laughs> we can, can't put it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you can't put that on YouTube. All of the videos are always marked not for kids, but. Yeah, I I think the first time, I think last week was the first time that I marked a video for to, for age restriction. The, Smart move <laughs> with, with Dusty and the champ. Smart I was like, I don't think this is the first time that Cat has sent me a picture that she's taken of some guy's penis. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, a photographer gets all types of things sometimes. Well, I think it was when the one. Listen, for a normal photo shoot, I'm always professional. But when it's like a friend that's like, hey, let's have a photo shoot and mess around. like You were extremely professional with us. You were. You were. Yeah. And I you think, definitely only... made us feel comfortable. And we, I wasn't that close with you at the time. Like, so I, you were, like, I know that we're joking about like these penis pictures, but really, you were very professional with both of us. No, absolutely. And it, it kind of goes back to the, I mentioned like, you know, putting yourself in that vulnerable vulnerable position um, with somebody on the other end of a camera. Like you don't know unless you know that person, like what are they going to do with these photos? Like, so I can see all that concern. And we were, we were friends then, but I think Mm -hmm. the only thing, like it it was funny at one point we were doing one of the shots. She was like, can you move your leg? I don't need to see your balls. I'm like, (laughs) yep. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Uh, I think think, um, you could, you could probably tell that it's a penis. That is definitely yeah. a penis. Yeah, that needs to be a little more yeah. out of focus. Yeah, like. <laughs> maybe a little bit more of a blur there. Yeah, right? yeah but uh, I can see, or like, oh, go down to um, Texas, yeah. Houston. We have a problem. <laughs> the launch pad. Yeah, like, like an Elon Musk like <laughs> rocket like in the it. background. Uh, do we? Do you guys have any interest in seeing the full model in this one? You want to uh, see the full model, Fred? I, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you probably sent me that picture. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what does he do with those? Um, he actually had like, it was before OnlyFans was a thing, but he had like a a site like that or would, um, he's straight, but he would sell it to like gay porn sites. I mean, cause let's be honest, women don't really need to buy porn most of the time. I know it's a stereotype, but like I get that shit in my inbox for free. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's probably not always the, uh, the the stuff you want, I would imagine. But no, not <laughs> you mean they're not usually professional like that, cat? Yeah, yeah. Huh. they're not Tell really in shape, guys. Game next time. <laughs> <laughs> but cheese wheels. Get a professional photographer. Maybe I'll be interested. Maybe you know. Maybe. But, I, was, uh, I, wa- I wonder the because uh, the whole well they almost shut down the whole OnlyFans thing for a little bit there. It sounds like they they backed that up. Really? But I w- yeah, because it was the banks around OnlyFans were like, hey, we don't want to deal with like nudity and pornography and stuff. So like the banks were saying like, hey, we're not going to allow these transactions and all these things to happen. And I think OnlyFans was going to shut it down. They said no nudity, and then like they realized that that was like eighty percent of their business. So like, well, maybe that wouldn't work out so well. But I wonder how like so there's still a chance. <laughs> I, I feel like we need to revisit what you guys just said there that uh, the guys need to step up their dick pic game by using professional photos and women would be more accepting. Well, I'm just saying from a photographer sitting here, I feel like it's almost a slap in the face that they're not high quality photos. Agreed. Yeah. Like uh, I don't want it if it's not high quality. I'm sorry. I don't want a shitty iPhone picture from like you know. What about an ago. Android? What, what Maybe. About, I mean, some, of, I, some of those new phones, you can take a picture of the moon. <laughs> they're just not using the... <laughs> I, however, Tony, do not get dick pics. Professional or otherwise. So um, Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. Fred, was that a call to you that she wants you to start sending something? Uh, he did I mean, send me a does. Snapchat the other day, and I was like, kind of thought that was going to be a dick pic. It was not. It's not. It was no. not. That's, that's a pretty sometimes... bad move to send a photographer a really crappy photo like yeah now it's like i'm not even it's like i'm not even pissed off that it's a picture of your dick now now i'm just pissed off that that's a shitty picture <laughs> what do you think I, like, <laughs> how dare yeah, you your lighting is all off the focus is terrible i don't know what you're doing <laughs> the angle god the angle <laughs> but you have also had pictures of guys in like very nice suits that you've taken pictures of mm-hmm. was that for like branding and type things like you do do you do that also i do a little bit of it not too much um some of them have been like so i'm trying to think of the ones you're you're referring to i i think those might have been the same like friendly friend he just needed like a nice headshot so we got one while we were there headshots. okay that makes sense. yeah yeah um, but I have done. But like, I feel like the dick pic was also a headshot. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> Glad I beat you to it. I kept on scrolling. <laughs> uh, but for serious, I reached out to you, and I would like to get some um, Instagram f- pictures or whatever for my business, which would be personal training you know that sort of thing and you were like yeah absolutely let me know so you definitely do have a variety of of realms that you yeah absolutely and i actually um there's a whole wellness center in medina that just hired me recently and they want to do stuff like quarterly for their instagram and i mean we did like a four or five hour long shoot with the whole practice to do like a rebranding of everything and so i've definitely had my like hands in those cookie jars of like helping people do that um uh there's another customer of mine initially like his wife came in for a boudoir shoot and then he's like hey i need headshots for my limo business and so like he hired me again for that and is probably hiring me again for something else like so i i've definitely i do have like a broad spectrum of uh work that i can do when i'm very capable of i just yeah 
boudoir has been like, I don't know, the main thing. And like, <clears throat> I did want to touch like on earlier, you were talking about privacy. Like I, and you guys can speak from this. Like I asked you before I was like, Hey, can I post any of these? Like, are you okay with it? If you're not, that's yeah. completely fine. It's going to stay in this little locked album. They'll never see the light of day again. But it was like, and it's awesome when clients let me do that because then I can show other people, hey, this is what I can do. Like, because I've had the question, do you do couples boudoir? Yep, sure do. Here's some examples. And like, here's the first ones I send off to them. <laughs> right. Well, I think too, because we've had that experience with you that it's, hey, every time is okay if I, this one or this one or this one. And the, you know, going back to that, being comfortable with the photographer whoever you're working with um you know because you've been in some situations because of the experience you've had with cat like doing these things with other friends and different stuff where like this photographer hey hey we should do this or do that and it's like or your friends i i feel like there's a situation you had a friend once that had a photographer reach out to her and there was some interconnection and it was like after like the first shoot or something it was like uh like this this photographers like this yeah. is not like this is not going well i feel like i even talked to cat about that photographer and yeah i went on site with her for her second shoot with this person and everything in person was fine and then it got real dice he asked me to do photos that's what i thought yes and our communication was the exact opposite experience it was not it seemed professional but it was definitely it was inappropriate and what he was requesting of me was inappropriate and i was like no and at the time i wasn't as confident i was like yeah i don't feel comfortable doing this and he was like well why I'm like i just i don't and i'm really glad i didn't have to see him in person i had a lot more confidence like on my phone um and then a couple months later he ended up sending very any inappropriate photos of himself to my friend who was doing professional photos with him and it was i think i know exactly who you're talking yes. about and it's in, I, i'm not going to name names but mm -hmm. he uh he's had a history of that and i think i actually worked with this particular individual back in the day as well and his photos are beautiful like he's Gorgeous. very very talented um but yeah, but you not. have to be able to like split those things up, and I yeah, know if you're it's, a piece of shit, it doesn't matter how good you are, right? Right, right exactly. <laughs> and I know it's like it's a weird thing because uh, on, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but like there, there's a lot of times where, um, typically and generally speaking, uh, women don't quite understand the not necessarily driving force behind a lot of men, but you have to and it, it's it's a really sticky situation i'm trying to word it properly <laughs> in my brain is not coming up with the right words but it, it i guess it kind of goes back to the um you know instead of they i can't remember exactly how it says now but instead of teaching your daughters to be aware of men teach your sons to to be better i which i totally agree that i but i also think it's it's both you have to do both because there's we can teach our sons to do better all day long, but that doesn't mean all of them are going to be better all day long. Like, so you have to also teach them both sides, the awareness, the respect of each other. And when you get in those situations, you know, particularly as a female in a male interaction that, Hey, 
you have to be able to say stop and you have to try to get yourself out of that situation because regardless of how much we want to make society better in all regards, there's going to be shitheads out there. So, you know, do our best to be better, but it has to be both. And be like, I guess bringing it back to you is we, it it always felt, you know, because obviously we met you as a friend first and it was like super laid back, you know, super confident and kind of like, um, on that forefront around this area of like, just saying like, fuck it. I don't care what you think of me, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. But then it was super professional at the same time when, when you got to that setting, it's okay. Like I felt comfortable. Like, obviously like I'm not afraid of being like physically harmed by you, (laughs) but it's still like you could get in the situation with like, cause you're in a very vulnerable, like even if you're not, you know, taking your clothes off when you're in front of a camera, yeah, you know, whatever it be like right here, we have cameras here. Like it's a very vulnerable situation that you're in. So, you know, regardless of the physical threat, like being able to put somebody at ease from what, you know, your side of things is, I feel like that's a, that's a skill. Mm-hmm. Is that something like you like learned or like how, like how did you? Uh, it, it very much is a skill. Like, and I think I probably, I picked it up pretty early when I was like modeling because like, okay, I'm like, okay, I know how this feels. I know how this, how this feels for somebody else to be this vulnerable, to be in this position of like, I don't know what I'm doing with my body or my hands or <laughs> I feel like Talladega Nights. Okay. But yeah, being in that like vulnerable position and like especially when I'm dealing with men and women, I've had dude war shoots as well, like clients. Dude war. I've never dude heard that's a guy that's a dude war. Dude war. <laughs> Tony, next time you need headshots, I think that's the Well, I've I told I've been talking, I want to do a video with Tony with that Paul Coffin video. Or the song and big, I can't do some, velvet. Yeah, oh, do some like Do you ever do video cat? Well, I, I have been trying to get into it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we could we could work together. <laughs> get a Tony big Tony, velvet, you want to so. get more clients at the um testosterone clinic. Or not testosterone, the hormone clinic. <laughs> Need some dude war shots. That's that's how it's done. I yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm sure more females are gonna show up and be like, I think my hormones are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I need one of these guys no, to usually make it's sure. Guys. Usually it's the guys. True. Every single like every single time when I'm like the best in shape or in like that I would I remember right when not right when, but like in the middle, like when I was really in good shape and going to the gym and all that stuff and cause like I bet you get hit on all the time. I'm like, no. Yeah, I do. By guys. Like guys okay, think women in shape. are going to send their men to the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the like, hormone. I need you to look like that guy. <laughs> Go get whatever you need to get done for that. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Guys. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Forever <laughs> week. But even even when I've had like dude war clients, like, you know, even men come in and they're like, Oh man, I don't I don't like I've been working out for weeks and I feel so self conscious and I don't know if I can do this and I have to just be able to like, you know, I even with people who are friends, like I flip a switch to a professional level. I make them feel comfortable. I try to make them feel confident. Most of the time I'm gassing them up too. And I'm like, oh my God, this shot. Oh, it looks so beautiful. Like blah, blah, blah. And I'm not lying to them because I really do think that when I'm taking it. But I like vocalize like how well the shoot is going and like reinforcing like, yes, this is great. This is good. Um, and then like I, part of it is like I've been on modeling shoots. I was on a modeling shoot a couple of years ago with a photographer who had just switched over from doing like landscapes to trying to get into boudoir. And he had only done like a couple of shoots and like, you know, with 
clients, not models. And I got in front of the camera and he's like, he's like, you just like, you're comfortable immediately. Like you just, you just have it. And I'm like, I like, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Like, I also like know what I'm here for. Like, this is it. And he was just like, so blown away at the fact that like, he's like, most people take like a good 30 minutes to get to the like confidence level you are in front of the camera. And it's like, it's just like a mental game. It's like, yep, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm here for. And it's normal for the latter to be uncomfortable in that position. And I try to get people to that comfort level as soon as possible. So I usually have that like a good hour if I'm doing their hair and makeup, like before the shoot to like talk to them, get to know them, make them feel like at ease, you know? So drinking. I think we had champagne when we were there too. We did a shot at Jameson out in the car at seven forty five in the morning. But the champagne I think was like okay. It just made like the whole experience. Like you had um I don't know if you had like strawberries and cucumber like you had like it was Yeah, that was, it was like the a whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Like it was you didn't get any of that because you had to take your shirt off so she could get your, your photo <laughs> set. But it was a real like it was like a whole experience and I thought it was that was a great time. I yeah. think it's something that the interconnection of like connecting with people and mm-hmm. just realizing that hey, we're people just hanging out, whatever it is. Right. Um, I mean, that's why like the one of the biggest reasons we started doing this was it's been over a year now, but the whole pandemic hit and it was it seemed like there was such a disconnect in a a driven narrative to kind of divide people and it and then it was well no one's really sitting on just talking and you realize that tiny bit of like human communication like interconnection just for a little bit you realize you know whatever our differences are whatever you know different lives and paths we go it's just we're just humans trying to do the thing Mm -hmm. and try to be happy at the end of the day so like it's a neat kind of it's, I don't know if it's the technology that's kind of driven us to that, but it's just like we feel like there's just a, a missing piece of just being with somebody and they might be a complete stranger. Or you're trying to get them comfortable and it's just talking to them like a person. It's like, oh, okay. Like this is a normal situation unless you get in one of those weirdos. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I don't know. It's uh, It's interesting to see that it's – it's still just that human connection and hmm. yeah so far there haven't been too many clients that have made me feel uncomfortable i've definitely been uncomfortable on photo shoots where i'm modeling before and it's like at some point i had to like like nope i'm not comfortable with that i'm not doing that like this stops now and i just walk out and i'm like sorry we're done here like i have to cut it off but yeah that's why like comfort to me is like the most important thing on a photo shoot like even when it's like I've had clients where they do a photo shoot and they're like, they see like one of their friends that did a photo shoot and they're like, wait, that person was topless. I didn't know I could do that. And I was just like, oh, I guess I should like tell people that it's an option. So like during every photo shoot, I'm like, take it as far as you want. Like you can go nude, you can go partially nude, you can go nude and covered. Like, and I look at that and they're like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. And like, the only person that's seeing these photos is your significant other, whoever you're giving them to, or yourself. So it's up to you. Like, it's really on, on your level. And I would say, like, 90% of the time, by the end of the shoot, they're just, like, completely nude, free the nipples. Like, yeah, I'm glad I did this. This was awesome. I didn't think I would get to this point today. And, like, here I am. 
Mike Concha, spread your whole butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah, it's like one whole starfish thing going on here. <laughs> I don't go that far. <laughs> She's like, no, that's not what I do. That's not what I do. Damn it, guys. Well, <laughs> I was like that with, here. <laughs> with you when you said, hey, do you want to go do that shoot with Todd? And I was like, sure. But it was like, hey, we're going to do this cool like glitter, full body glitter on, right? Well, then by the time we got up there, we were running late. And we were like, yeah, we don't have time with this glitter. I remember telling Fred like, no fucking way i'm taking all my clothes off i'm not doing that you still had to put on makeup which means i was getting my photos done first I and know I, how it feels i looked at the clock and i was like <laughs> <laughs> it is seven minutes in and i am fully nude right now but that just goes to show how comfortable i was with todd yeah you know he not one and like wasn't his like wife and child home like yeah i'm pretty, like <laughs> it was in his house but it was super like it was super professional. I felt super comfortable. I know that you are right here, you know? And I remember coming home and telling Fred, like, we all need that one friend, man, who just is like, let's go do some cool shit. And that's, like, my favorite Dropbox album. <laughs> like, I still every, every now and then will pull out a photo and send it to Fred and be like, there you go. Oh, it reminds me of that. It's um, fantastic. Uh, what's his name? Orangutan, I think he goes oh. by. He's, I think he's a Brazilian photographer, but him and his, I don't know if it's his wife or whatever, but him and his wife, like they do, um, shoots and with like models and d different stuff like that. But like, oh, it's okay. like, a, it's like a teamwork thing. And it's like, you realize that, um, he does some really cool work. And I, the only reason I think I found him was because of you. Oh. Um, I don't know if it was through, but it was just somebody that was like, oh, like this is kind of, you realize there's an art, there's an art there. It's mm -hmm. not just skin. Like this right. isn't porn. This isn't that whatever. It's like, oh, like there's an art form to this. And like the, the angle, like the photography piece of it is, is it's really interesting. Cause when you, like we, um, we had a guy on Josh Snyder who does advertising videos and stuff like that. So he's more of like a commercial advertising guy. Um, but he does just incredible like video work. And I remember the just last weekend, was it last weekend? Yeah. Um, I helped an event out, um, and did like audio and video and stuff for him and try to do like video, like of some of the stuff that happens. And like, and I called him, I was like, Josh, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, how am I like, he's like, I, <laughs> he gave me the best advice he could, but it, you realize like, there's like an art to like where the camera's at, the angle, the height, like and the, the lighting and all these things. Like, how do you, like, how did you even go about even like figuring out like, Cause it also seems like different artists have like different, you know, styles. And is it something that you, you kind of see in the back of your head and you're trying to portray or like, how do you, like, I don't, that's, it's fascinates me. Artists fascinate me. Like my, my sister drew that. Oh, wow. And I, I can't draw like I'm a stick. I can draw some stick figures and that's it. But like, how, like any type of, you realize, I guess, as I'm rambling on, Told you, my brain's a little scrambled today. <laughs> um, but you realize there's there's a there's an art to what you do, even though people think like, oh, I have this camera, I just click this button, it takes a picture. Yeah, I've always had this like philosophy of like, you can't buy talent. Like, you can learn it, sure, but like, you can buy the five thousand dollar guitar on the wall, but if you don't know how to play it, like, you know, there's there's like no <laughs> point. They think that the five thousand dollar guitar is going to make them like play better now granted when it comes to cameras like 
yes, like I have upgraded my equipment over the years because I like surpass the like threshold of like what it provides for me. Um, but as far as like vision goes, like sometimes I go into a shoot or like when I want to do like a specific styled shoot, like I have this vision in my head. And I'm like, oh man, really want like the sunlight coming in. I want candles. I want it to be this dark moody feel. And then, you know, I try to just like make it happen. Um, other times, like I come in and I, I work with whatever the person gives me. So I had a client recently. She brought like unconventional things to her boudoir session. Like most, <laughs> unconventional. I like that. Word. Yeah, what, like what kind of unconventional <laughs> things are we talking about? Like, uh, most people bring like you know, they're like go out and they buy. Most women, I should say, go out and like buy lingerie. You buy all of these pieces that you know speak to you or you feel good in. And I'm like, I always tell people, I'm like, wear what you feel sexy and what wear what you feel comfortable in. Like whatever that is, do it. Most of the time, women just go straight for like lingerie and it works for them. And like they see a whole new like side of them. They're like, oh, I didn't know I could be like this. This girl, she came in confidently herself, which I I love because it was like a reflection of me. And she came in with like. Tank tops, t-shirts. Um, she came in with like this gardening hat and a giant banana leaf, and I was just like, "Huh, okay. what can I do with this?" And we, I, I'll be damned. We made it sexy as hell. Like it was perfect. It was perfectly her. It was perfectly like her style. Um, it showed my style as well in my photography work. The way I like my colors and like my editing and my lighting. Lighting is like the biggest thing ever in photography. Like. I do mostly natural light. Every once in a while, I bring in like some supplemental here and there. But like knowing how to light something is like knowing your angles and knowing like the vision of like, like, okay, the picture of you where you're standing in the doorway. I knew the way the light was coming. I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. Like there were, there was a window here, a window here. And then you were just standing in the center and just like looking down and it like just the reflection of the light over every little inch of that silhouette was just like perfect it was perfectly what i had in mind and i feel like i executed exactly what i wanted so it's just something you see yeah without even like knowing exactly what you're seeing it's just there for you right and like sometimes like you know i have a vision i'm like all right this is what i want to create other times i'm like what can i make out of this it's all yeah so it's just something that's there that you that you have that that you've did you did you find it like just were you surprised one day that you had it or is it just oh totally yeah like i i remember the first week that i had my camera and i got this one like really awesome perspective shot of like i was in an apple orchard with like my sisters and there's like there's just this apple and it's completely in focus and everything else was out of focus and it was just like perfect and like I learned later that there's like this rule of thirds that like you can follow where you cut um, like a picture, like your screen or whatever into thirds. The eyes are supposed to always like land on the top third of the line. So that's one of the things which I learned that kind of in like broadcasting school around the time that I bought my camera. So I already had like some fundamentals, I guess. Gotcha. But yeah, it was just like, I, I don't know. I feel like I just kind of had it and like, I've had shoots where I'm like, ah, that didn't, I don't like any of this. This is all crap. Like, hate every photo. Didn't go how I wanted it to. But I mean, over time, I have less and less and less of those. Like, now it's, I feel like I have hardly any of those shoots. Practice makes perfect. Right. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, uh, <laughs> not gloomy. Gloomy wasn't the mood, moody, <laughs> dark and moody. I feel like that's kind of partially like, additionally, like your style. Cause I feel like I've a lot, a lot of your stuff kind of leans towards that way. Like, what? Mm-hmm. 
well, why is that? Like, what what do you think kind of? I Like, so when we talk about art, when you like look at a piece of art, it's supposed to like evoke an emotion, right? So when I want people to look at my work, I want there to be like an emotion there, like something like this raw driven passion is the best way like I can put it. Like I want somebody to be like passionate about like the way they look at something. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I just want that like that feeling to come across. Like I don't know how to explain it. I'm bad at that. I feel like Tony could relate to that somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I understood what you were saying there. I can dig that. Yeah, and I mean like I don't know, as as like a person, like I've always been driven towards the more like dark macabre stuff um i've got like i don't know just this like fascination with like death and skulls and like not so much in like the sense of like i don't know like i love what tim burton does for example like he takes these really dark subjects like you know you look at nightmare before christmas it's very dark it's a very dark film everything in the movie is dark yet the whole theme throughout it is like Kind of like it builds to this like lighter, happy, like sort of theme, you know, and obviously it has a plot line and like kind of goes dark towards the end and then light again. But even in Halloween Town, like it's this super dark, moody kind of lighting and coloring and everything. But everybody in the town is just super stoked and happy. And I don't know, it's kind of like also the theme of like uh, Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. Like it's remembering the people who have passed and they kind of celebrate that rather than just be all dark and doom and gloom about it. Like, I like that mix of like happy and dark, like even though it's like dark and moody, like there's still this element of like, yeah, that person looks comfortable. They look sexy. They look beautiful. It's so interesting how, how different people have, like, I don't know if it's a vibe or whatever it is. Like there's just this, these different, um, like channels or waves that people ride throughout their like i don't know if it's like a, a birth thing or like a you know nature or nurture thing but it's how everyone kind of works on their own frequency mm -hmm. in a sense um because there's because a lot of people could see that like darkness and you know that kind of moody vibe and see it as gloomy but there's a there's a difference there between just that how people like view thing and get that different kind of feeling from it. So I guess, you know, feeling from the art and, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. I never really contemplated quite like it quite like that before. I feel like Tony's been trying to get me to do that for a long time though. With some of his lyrics and stuff he writes, it's like, I don't like that. You just, bro, that's kind of, <laughs> it's like a lens of perception. I mean, something McCarthy said, uh, when we talk about this one book called blood Meridian and it's like one of the most violent books ever written. Um, you know, he said this about other authors. He's like, I don't understand authors who don't write about death. It's not because like he loves death. It's because death is part of everything. And through death, there's life. And that's how he writes. And that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's an element of that where like you, that's just life. That's a living. And I, I was just laughing because my kids were watching, um, what was it? The Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, they were watching that yesterday and they watched Frank and, and they love those movies. Like they love that Halloween's like their favorite thing, and but they're happy doing it. It's not like like you said, it's not this deep, dark, macabre like thing. It's it's hey, this is what we enjoy, and that's part of life. And uh, as you said, that's you know that's their frequency, that's how they're vibing, man. So 
I always get shocked when somebody describes me as like bubbly and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't see myself that way whatsoever. But like some people have been like, oh, you're not, you're not all like happy and bubbly today. And I'm like, I don't feel that way inside. <laughs> like ever. Like I enjoy life, but I never, never would have described myself as like bubbly. Bubbly is when I like turn it on when I'm like serving and I'm like, hi guys, how are you today? I'm going to be taking care of you. Like <laughs> I can see how, I think it's, I can see how people could get that perception. I think maybe it's more, um, I do think you're, you're high energy. Which, I would I would agree with that, and I think people could see that as I I, I guess it all depends on your definition of bubbly, because some people think high energy is just that's what they call it, but some like I agree with you sometimes bubbly is like you need to calm the fuck down and like just <laughs> like you you are way too happy right now like stop it, <laughs> like, but I think I think high energy could be you know construed as the same way, and I I would I would agree with that. Um, it's funny because you talk about like how you, I mean, this is me just making guesses and assumptions now, how you kind of, I'm putting my own words to it, how you kind of ride on that frequency of like the dark and uh, moody, but you do have this um, kind of like aura of extremely high energy at the same time. So I never really, I never equated like, you know, the nightmare before Christmas because it was with like a happy kind of feeling like, I watch that and it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of like not necessarily creepy, but like just kind of dark and uh, not quite unsettling. Just makes you a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah, You're I, like, what, this is supposed to be like a kid's movie and happy. Like, why do I feel like this is giving me like that uncomfortable, creepy feeling? I don't know. I, I love that. Like, I love the mix I've of never the seen it. Fun fact. Yeah. I've, I've only seen parts of it. Actually, it's funny because the kid asked me the other day about have you ever seen this i'm like she she likes it apparently and i'm like no like i've seen pieces of it but i've never watched the whole thing because it's one of those things where like to me like i'm not and i'll be the first to say i'm not like a sunshine and bubbly kind of person but i don't know where i maybe i'm just lying like the pessimistic you know maybe partially realistic type person and i look at things analytically and like mathematically so like there's like weird sections of like emotions that like I don't necessarily often I can't connect with. Um, I told my wife earlier today, it's like, and she knows this, that I, I compartmentalize things very well um, or poorly, depending on how much, you, <laughs> you know, maybe too much. I, I compartmentalize too much. So, um, but I see stuff like that. It's like, oh, like that's like, I'm not like, like a horror film type of person. Like I, I don't, they don't like bother me. Like I don't get nightmares or anything like that, but it's like, ah, like that's not my thing. But I also like rom-coms also not my thing. Like comedies. I can watch a comedy, but like it's the comedy movies. Like, ah, like, I don't know. It's like, show me a good documentary. <laughs> like, and I don't know what that is about people, but it's, it's interesting to see you mentioning the night before nightmare before Christmas is it's funny. Cause I just talked about it. Like I said, with my daughter earlier this week and it's like, Oh, like, people could see that as a happy kind of thing, but just with a different, through a different lens. And it's, it's fascinating. Truly to get to know different, ooh, dropping stuff. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of the shoot. Did you do it last year where um, all the ladies were on the beach? Was it oh. like witch themed or, I mean, I mean, I guess it's not witch themed, but yeah, it was, but that, is that <laughs> what it was? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's very much who you are as a person. Also, like you have crystals and you have like you, um, 
don't know what it's called. The, the busy witch. No, the um the, the cards the that you do. Oh, tarot cards. Yeah, so you're like super into it. So that just like encompasses who you are also. That it's like it doesn't surprise me that you're drawn to that like dark, moody photos that way because that's just like who you are. Right. Yeah. Like we've only been talking about your photos, but you're very much into that realm of things too, which adds a whole new spin on when you say I, you know, it shows who I am as a photographer or what I'm looking for. Like that's very much who your personality is. Yeah, very much so. And that was like, I love how that shoe came together. And I kind of told everybody, I don't, I don't know how many people actually like noticed, but I had all the girls wear like two different outfits. One was very much everything was in white light and airy they had like flower crowns on um there was almost like this touch of like innocence about all of it but it still had that like i went in that feel there's an episode of sabrina the newer season or whatever where it's i think they're celebrating um austra if i'm correct there but like everybody's like wearing white and like celebrating together and i wanted like that feel put into the photo shoot and then the second outfit was everybody was in black. Everybody had like darker makeup, this dark moody feel to it. Like everything was just a touch more um, of that like sinister feeling. And like I wanted the blend of the two. Like I wanted to show like the two sides of it. And yeah, that whole thing, like I was so happy with the way everything came out in that shoot um it's very much my personality it, like coming across like i wanted to be a part of it and i was like behind the camera the whole time and i was like oh man like part of me is like i wish somebody else would have shot this so that i could be a part of it and then like the other part was like no i'm like really glad that like this is through like my like creative lens and my creative mind of like how it all came together and it, like everybody that was involved in that shoot has like a little bit of witch to them too so like that was the best part um like lucretia there uh she owns the busy witch in medina she helped me kind of like get everybody together for it and like she was posting in groups everybody like kind of brought like a friend along um but yeah so what what is the what is the busy witch the busy witch yeah. um she's got a metaphysical like witch store with like crystals and candles and so spell work stuff so i've seen I would say, as you mentioned, I've seen you post some stuff like tarot cards and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. what, what for like for you, like what is because I I know nothing oh. about that. Just I could assume We're that into like that conversation. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Oh, I mean, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we don't have to. I but, just got really you know, excited. Yeah. I mean, what like what because from an outsider's but like I don't understand. Any uh, of that. So I just assume it's like oh those things are connected because it's dark and moody and tarot cards. <laughs> what like what is that? Tarot cards are a form of like divination, um, which. Basically, the way, like, I feel about it, like, I, it's, like, all right, gather my thoughts here. Switching tracks. Um, so, for me, it's, like, you kind of communicate with your, like, spirit guides through them to, like, either, like, send a message. And, like, every time I've had a reading done on myself, it's, like, scary accurate. And it's, it just kind of brings to light some of the things you already know. Or, like, I don't want to say, like, fortune-telling, but it can kind of, like, give you a sense of direction of, like, you can ask your spirit guides, like, all right, like, I'm kind of stuck in this situation. I'm at a crossroads. Like, what do I need to do? And you kind of, like, use it to 
to find that path or maybe to bring light to something like so do you think it's do you think it's a you know an actual like connection and with something else or do you think it's more of just like an introspective kind of way to look at yourself in that mirror and kind of do some you know self appraisal and self kind of i think it's both i think it's a little of both it's kind of one of those things i have i have friends of mine that like they they take part of that and like they take whatever like pieces of it and apply it to their lives some people like don't buy into it they're like oh that's hocus pocus that's witchcraft blah 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 like i i don't believe in that but for me it's like like getting into witchy stuff like into manifestation into like i want to say spell work because that's part of what i do but it's like you do new moon rituals and full moon rituals and you set your intentions like it's no different from like you know you sitting down and being like okay i'm going to you know write a list of all the things that i want to do for the next month but for me it's almost like on a little bit of a higher level because you're i believe in spirit guides i believe that they're there um i believe that energy is something that's tangible like you've said like i'm a high energy person like i believe in that stuff 100 percent. i i am an empath so a lot of times like if I'm around someone and they're feeling either anxious or upset or something, it's I have to like put a shield up for myself to say, I'm not going to take on that person's baggage <laughs> and protect myself. Otherwise, I will take on those feelings all day. And I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Why? Why is this like, why have I taken on this energy for the entire day? Like, and I have to like cleanse myself and like cleanse my own aura. and do a reset when something like that happens. Cause like, I, I remember walking into work one day and I was just like, I mean, my guard was down and I was like, why am I feeling so anxious? Like, and I could tell the energy in the place, like everybody I worked with was just like, there was chitter chatter going on about something happening and I didn't know what it was. And I was just like, I started to feel like anxious myself. And I'm like, why am I feeling? And I'm like, I had to remind myself, this is not, this isn't my drama. This isn't my bullshit. Like, this isn't mine this is not my baggage to claim like and i had to like do a mental reset and like i was like okay and like for the rest of the day i was like this isn't mine i'm not taking it on and like my whole mindset for the rest of the shift was like so much better i like, I like that this isn't my baggage to claim this isn't my baggage I love to claim <laughs> i really do you think that being like is it an empath Mm -hmm. Do you think that that is born or that is bred? Because I read something the other day that said, I think she was a psychologist, and she said, you know, obviously there are people who are born with that like personality type, but a lot of who she sees is it was bred that way because somebody, typically like a parent or something, has put that on them as a child to, instead of the parent like checking themselves or a sibling checking themselves, has forced the this individual to um, take all that on and make their life around their triggers instead of fixing your own shit. And so they come in and they're like, "Oh, well, I, you know, I have, I'm this empath or whatever." And they're like, "Well, I don't like it was bred instead of you weren't actually, you probably weren't born that way." 
does that make sense it does make sense i could i i think it's probably a little bit of both maybe um i mean i feel like we all have a little bit of that like it's all kind of bread and it's it's a matter of i know from my personal experience like some of that is definitely bread like a lot of that is probably bread um there's like this whole thing in my family where like people can make me feel guilty really easily and i like i have been guilt tripped my entire life and i'm like i no like i had to put a stand to it. i'm like no i'm not doing this anymore i'm not letting so and so make me feel guilty for my choices and and the things that i'm doing and the person that i'm being um i do feel like part of it is like how sensitive you are and how grounded you are um and sometimes as a person like i've been told like i had a reiki healing session actually um about a year ago now and she even said she's like you have angelic energy all of your energy is like up here you really need to like ground yourself you like she was telling me you're an empath like you need to not take on other people's energy you need to stop that you need to focus on you and like really ground yourself um so i mean part of it i've also been told by like three different clairvoyant like card reader people that they're like and that's what got me into this in the first place they were like you have the gift you're just not using it and i was like oh what what gift and they were like you'll figure it out mm -hmm. and i was like okay alrighty then and then i started to get into like tarot cards a little bit and more spiritual stuff and i mean it's it has really helped i feel like it's definitely opened like a new window for me of of opportunities and different things I don't know how far down that rabbit hole we want to go today, but did you like the um the the I always call it mispronounce it the Reiki, Reiki. Reiki. So we offer that at the yoga studio, and can we can we get an explanation of what that is? Yeah, I'll like no actually idea. look it up, but it's super super. Um, it's very interesting. And you've never done it? I have not. Okay, um, it's for me. It was almost like an intense therapy session. Like it was like a, a, a high tracked, like fast tracked therapy session for me. Like I left feeling absolutely like part of me was drained and another part of me was like just very relieved. Like if you believe in energy work, it's the way to go. I absolutely loved it. Like I sobbed on the table, not even kidding. Like I'm on like this massage table or whatever and the stuff we got into like and the stuff she pulled out of me like i remember just being like i was trying to like hold back tears and she's like just let it go and i just like sobbed for like an hour so the word reiki um means mysterious atmosphere or miraculous sign it comes from a japanese word re um meaning universal and kai meaning life energy so it's a type of energy healing um i guess so when i was doing yoga teacher training you remember i was talking about how like we have our different colors and our different right. energies. So it says that energies can, can get stagnant. So you have all your energy here, but really you, there's, is there six different? Six, yeah, different, chakras. Yeah, six different chakras. And so you can be very, usually prone to have um, a main chakra, like for your personality rather, but they basically um, use what they call palm healing um, as a way to, kind of help that stagnant energy move 
throughout the body so you're a little bit more balanced with your energy sources. <laughs> That's a great explanation of it. Yes. I've never had it done, but we did we did learn about it in um yoga teacher training and it is very very interesting. I fully encourage you to at least try it. Just try it, go in with an open mind and try it. Yeah, I feel like you have to be able to be open-minded about it. If you're like this is not a thing i don't think you'll get anything out of it correct you have to be open to it which two years ago i'd have been like you guys are fucking nuts <laughs> but I, it's just it's so like why wouldn't we have different energy sources that you know you just it make i don't know i guess it makes sense well it's super i'm now i'm interested um be, because i'm self-proclaimed like a <sighs> Oh, here I am. Lost my words again, Tony. Um, no, no, all I can think of is nihilist and anarchist, and that's neither one of the words I'm looking for. Um, Anarchy. Yeah, I don't know what it means, but I like but it. I like it. Um, like I, I, oh, I actually told a, a guy the other day um, that I don't, I don't believe in a lot. Like, but you have to like, and I said, you know, at some point you have to. If you don't stand up for what you believe in, even if it's very minimal, like, what do you? what are you really doing? Um, because I don't, and I'm also not necessarily like a, a full on science guy. Like, I don't know what I believe. Um, but it's interesting to look at different, you know, ideas and thoughts and beliefs and feelings. And it's like, how much of it is like really believing? Cause we, I used to be like a extremely like biblical, like, you know, believe, you know, not even it was like beyond baptist believer and you see all these different religions and different beliefs and you know she is a yoga teacher so like she went through a lot of different you know discussions and books and different things with that and she always used the a manifest in that shit out into the universe and you know like all these different things so it's like I, I like my mind just goes i don't know what to do with any of this like but i wonder how much of it is really interconnected and how much of it is just through the lens that we see it through and and through like what do we how are we really perceiving these things? And maybe they're all the same, but we're just calling them different names. And, you know, but I, it, it makes me interested to see, like, how are we connecting with that as a human in whatever is, whatever makes us, whatever we are? Like, I guess we'll, we'll never really know. Maybe, maybe we'll figure out when we die. I don't know. But, like, it's interesting to, like, to hear the, about new things like that and be like, well, that sounds interesting. Like, I'd give that a shot. Like I remember the first time I even went and like got a uh, a massage, and they're like, I remember walking out and it was like my my vision and everything was all messed up because I heard about that mm -hmm. and it's like well like you know when they yeah, massage like it releases all these toxins and whatever in your muscles and I'm like that doesn't even make sense whatever and then it happens and I'm like well this was weird I didn't expect <laughs> this like just like and it wasn't even like a super deep tissue tissue massage so like all these different things like that we connect with our bodies and you know the feelings or energies whatever it is like it's fascinating to like you i guess my point is that like the more we find out the more like i realize we just we're just kind of shooting in the dark like how much like we like the more we learn the more we learn we don't know much it's really interesting to like right to hear all those different paths and ideas and and I feel like part of it is like, okay, so when we talk about like the things we believe in and like religion, like if it applies to your life and it makes you feel better in what you're doing, then keep doing it. If you feel like it's making you a bad person, 
probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> even nice words. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like it's a great philosophy to live by, and like honestly, the the Reiki healing, the energy thing, the energy work. Um, there's things called like shadow work, which I want to get into soon myself. Um, but like a lot of those things, like they they make me feel more centered. They make me feel more grounded. They make me feel like I'm doing what's best for me. And I mean, even when you get into like, yeah, religion, like whatever it is, like there's so many different beliefs out there. Like I'm throwing this out there. The uh, there's a church called the temple or uh, what is it? The um, satanic temple, right? There's there's a church of Satan, right? And yeah. like when you go to their website, I think there's like two different ones. The one when you go to their website, like basically it's do no harm, like whatever it is, it's like do no harm unto others. Like it's it's not necessarily like worshiping the devil. It's acknowledging that like okay maybe it exists and like. These are our philosophies to live by. And it's all about being a better fucking person. Like, that's all it is. And part of the reason I, like, signed up for their, like, newsletter or, like, um, whatever you want to call it, like, to be part of the church is uh, under their, like, religious guidelines, no one can force you to not have an abortion because of religious affiliation. You can actually, so if that law in Texas comes to Ohio for whatever reason... Um, you can, under religious affiliation, say, you can't force me to do anything to my body that I don't want you to, including this. Right. But, you know, that's a whole nother, like, level of it. Like, no, I don't believe in, like, worshiping the devil or anything. I like the philosophies that they stand for. I like the fact that they're all about, like, yeah, be a better person, like, which I feel like all religions should be, like. You were saying earlier, you know, what is this person doing, you know, uh, the whole, if they're running around in their own yard naked, what does it do to affect me? If this is a gay couple and they're happy and they're not doing anything to directly affect me, what do I care? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And like, you know, it, like I said, just take things, apply them to your life. Like, Reiki healing made me feel good. My spiritual stuff makes me feel good. Like. Do no harm unto others. And do what makes you feel good. And do what makes you feel good. As long as it's not harming anybody else, you know. Yeah. And some of those things can be debated, I feel like, too. Like, well, they, they not necessarily can be debated, but they people want to debate them. Oh, God. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Yeah. Like, no matter what kind of stance you hold, like, regardless of, you know, the the lack of harm you're doing to people still people want to be pissed off and but you know i wonder if the church of satanism or the temple of satanism wonder if you can that follows under that um religious Exemptions? exemption for the covid vaccine i don't know it should it should if they believe in um pre preventing uh, not preventing, I guess preventing abortion guidelines, right? Yeah. Body aut autonomy makes sense. Maybe we can give this info to Chad in case his religious <laughs> exemption doesn't count. <laughs> Maybe he can try this one. I know. I feel like um, I don't know he, the background of the story, but it sounds interesting. Yeah, I, well, he's right now. He's trying to get um, exempt from having to take the vaccine for his employer, who is enforcing it. And he's just waiting to find out if they 
approve his, approved his exemption. exemption for religious reasons. Why not to, to get the vaccine? If not, he gets fired. So he's, gotcha. it's kind of like a, he's just waiting day by day to find out if they approve it or not. So, but people were pushing back on what his religion was, which he is a religious person. I mean, he feels yeah. that his, and I don't think that they're even unnecessary, um, religion it's just hey i have a relationship with jesus christ i am saved through him and how i look at my body as a temple may be different than how you look at your body but this is my reasoning and to me it sounds super solid but there's tons of people pushing back on it which to each their own i suppose um oh no no fuck that to not each their own when it has something to do with forcing somebody to do something to their own body but it's just, I can see on Google that they do talk about the um, the pushback in Texas for the abortion. So I was just wondering how that how that would work. You know, there's a lot of a lot of um, discussions, you know, around a lot of things these days. It's it's well, it kind of goes back to the discussion we had too with um, Jason Scheftel, and we talked about it with Dusty and the Champ. It was you know labels and different things everybody wants to try to put a label on something and that's that label means a certain thing and because and often too like just because if you believe something that people believe under that label that means you have to be labeled as that it's like well no like i can have a multitude of beliefs and i can you know i can you know, get along and understand why somebody of the Church of Satanism believes one thing. And I can also get along and understand why, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believes in something. And I can understand those two things, and I can agree with this person on this thing, and I can agree with this person on this thing, but that doesn't mean I'm either or. Right. You know, and it doesn't mean that we have to be, you know, if I believe in, you know, the woman's right to choose, it doesn't necessarily make me you know, everything that I believe in, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't make me a Democrat, like, but, you know, and I can believe in, you know, the second amendment and the right to bear arms, but that doesn't mean I believe everything that conservatives believe like, and it just, I don't know how we got to where we are or if it was, I guess my question is like, it almost feels like constructed and intended to like, just divide people. Like, instead of looking at the individual person and asking them like, Hey, like when they say something and you go, well, what's that mean? What'd you mean by that? Well, this is what I meant by that. It wasn't just like a, Oh, I'm gonna slap a label on you because you said this one thing that I disagree with. Now you are all things that I disagree with. Like where's, where does that get us? You know, <laughs> like that puts us in a really bad spot right. of just hating each other for, because somebody said one word that, that didn't sound right to you and it's like well i don't know like it's i don't know if we can uh if we can come back out of it but it's, it's getting scary out there it really is it really is i i like i like hate talking politics for that reason <laughs> like i don't want to divide people like come on why can't we just get along yeah i can find a common ground get along if people actually spoke to each other almost guaranteed you could find common ground Right. Somewhere. Right. Like, and even if you want to disagree, unless you're just a straight asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Then most of the time you can disagree with somebody on a certain point and say, okay, like, well, I don't agree with you on that, but 
it's okay. You're still a person. Like, I'm not trying to like, was it, it do no harm. And you know, as long as no one's harming you, like, right. Leave each other alone. Be naked in your house. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Maybe. And and if you don't think it's fine, give it a try. (laughs) You might like it. (laughs) Try it. You might like it. Yeah. Or get, get naked in front of my camera. You never know. You might like, you might might like, like that too. it. Yeah, you I might agree. like that too. <laughs> I wish I could zoom in on Tony's face right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he was like, was he contemplating being naked in front of her camera? Was, was or was he thinking about a, blurry, a good location for the for blurry, blurry deepest? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking if, if you can't get on board with that, like, probably don't want to be friends. Like, because you were talking about people coming together. Like, that's fantastic. <laughs> you can't laugh at that a little bit and appreciate the art. I was also thinking of some other things throughout the whole whole podcast. Yeah, which I, some of those things I can touch on, but other things I can't touch on until afterwards. Well, let's but, touch on one that you can. Yeah. No, the, so the one was you were just saying that uh, you know this. She has this. Uh, like you kept mentioning the word Moody, which had me laughing because I started thinking of Hank Moody, from Californication, <laughs> and what did they have in there? They had a book of dicks in there. Photographers. Oh, they did. They did. <laughs> they did. Those were like straight up like dick they portraits. Were. They were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that she, they weren't dick pics. They were dick portraits. Portraits. She says. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, makes it like, sound classier somehow. Very classier. <laughs> like Mona Lisa. <laughs> Here we have a portrait of Mona Lisa. And Here her dick. We- <laughs> it is 2021. It, you don't, you don't yeah. know. She kind of looked like a dude. Back then, I mean, wasn't she um, not smiling because she had miscarried multiple? Oh, I don't know. Babies? Maybe I shouldn't have talked shit about Mona sure. Lisa. I'm pretty sure. Let me look that up. Real quick. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have talked shit about Mona Lisa. I don't know her backstory. I like that we have a fact checker here. This yeah. is very helpful. We need, yeah, because we talk a lot of shit here. So we, we need <laughs> someone to, every once in a while to go. We might need to look that up. What do you call Cass? The Casshole? Yeah, Casshole. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's usually the one that. Well, sometimes she's the one that ropes us back, and other times she's the one making ridiculous comments and pushing us further out to sea. <laughs> it's a good fight? balance. It's a good balance. Yeah, I like no balance at all. It's just <laughs> constantly everywhere. That's how I my brain works. Did you find what what Mona Lisa's deal was? She did. Um, she lost a baby daughter in nine in fourteen ninety nine. Um, just shortly after she gave birth. Um, when was the was that the depiction of her portrait or I'm I'm looking at the history because there's definitely mention of um what feeling she is portraying because you know it is that kind of like is she smiling is she not so I'm looking up I thought she, she This has survey that kind of like, says that she is 83% happy 83% she it looks like she has that picture like that face of like fucking took the damn picture already <laughs> <laughs> i know i guess i never really thought about the history in the background behind mona lisa she always seemed like a stick in the mud to me <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, so it's there's all... a theory this theory is that um she had syphilis <laughs> <laughs> there's well, also I, a theory <laughs> i would be unhappy if i had syphilis too i suppose <laughs> there's also a theory that she had a good time the mona lisa her. is smiling because she had syphilis what i don't think that this is uh, this is artnet.com uh, is that a credible source yeah I don't know. i'm gonna say no 
See, don't call me a fact checker. You see what happens? <laughs> yeah. She's just a Googler. <laughs> I mean, happened. the whole point is art is subjective. So yeah. it's whatever feeling she's making you feel. She makes you feel like a stick in the mud. Me, I feel like the Mona Lisa might know a secret that nobody else does. And that's why she has a slight smirk, but she's keeping a nice poker face. And that could potentially be how she got syphilis. It's how, maybe that's why she's smirking because she had a fun time getting it. <laughs> well, I would, if you have it, I hope it comes with a good story, at least a good time. Yeah, that's not that's not a fun. That wasn't a fun because wasn't isn't that the that's a disease that, like you get like um nec- not necropathy something like that. Necropathy. It's not a, if Tony was here, he would he say would, that is would, not a word. Not a word. He's usually the judge of when I make things up. Today's extra bad, but usually I'll say something. I'm like. I don't think that's a word. He'd be like, yes, that's a word. You mean necrosis? Not a word. Necrosis. Yeah. He'd be like, it is a word now. Necrosis. Isn't that syphilis? Where your skin like just starts like, basically you turn into a zombie and your skin just starts deteriorating and your body just starts like. So it turns out this is the mystery because there are a lot of people saying that she's actually smiling and there are a lot of people saying, no, it's true sadness. Is the dress, is the dress green or orange or whatever that was yeah to where it's like and i think it goes <laughs> back to like was? what cat said that it's kind of like how do you, what kind of emotion does do you get when you look at it that's that's art i mean yeah i also agree that she does kind of look like she might have a secret or that she's holding in a fart i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean back then it's a, you had to paint they had to paint them, so it took a really long time. Try to hold that long. Oh. <laughs> Holding a fart longer than I <laughs> have for the last one night stand I had. <laughs> oh, that would be that's terrible. It's no good at all. It's the worst feeling. You have to wait until like I have, you have to shove them out of the house quick. Like okay, okay, go. Yeah, you gotta go. go. Or like like when you you go over to like the first date or something like that. Oh, that's like, or like to be like meet the parents or something like that, and the whole time you're like, oh. second you walk out of the house, it's like, oh, everything just lets loose. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have to really um, legit research this because there's a lot of back and forth. I mean, it is kind of a famous thing. Yeah. So people want to. The yeah. more famous it is, the more people will talk shit about it. I don't know. And a lot of these it. people are trying to like analyze her face to determine. Like, like, yeah, it's a painting. Yeah, exactly. Like, so how do you but her face. she did lose um, her daughter after birth, so there have been a couple that have said that it um, that, that happened. What was the? Uh, uh, this is totally a stronger word than I should be using. The impetus for <laughs> for painting the Mona Lisa because I don't even know that. Like, what? Why? Why was that done? Was it just a guy? Just I don't even know who did it. Honestly, was that a? Uh... Isn't it? Uh... Well, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I don't. He could be wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. Leonardo. It was Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, that's was what DiCaprio? I wanted to say. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Paint me like your French women. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what it was? Jack. Paint me like your French women, Jack. <laughs> the painting is thought to have been commissioned for their new home to celebrate the birth of their second son, mm-hmm. which makes sense. That so I'm thinking when I was reading about it that she was that's why it's like a in between because she's ha- she was happy that um, she had you know gave birth to a son but there's that sadness that she lost her daughter or again I'm gonna have to keep looking this up but yeah. 
That is why. Or she had to sit there forever for someone to paint, and it's really hard to hold a smile or a frown that long, so she's just sitting there like, fucking take the picture already. And that's all it was. was she, she just sat there for a long time. Because it's really long. It's hard to smile for that long. It does leave it up to the viewer to determine what she may be thinking, which is, I think that's why it's a mystery. That's life. It's a mystery. What was it you said, Kat, about do no harm and something? You had a good line there. I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> do no harm and do what makes you happy and what makes you a better person. I don't think there's any really better way to end that. Thanks no for coming problem. on. Thank and uh, well, uh, you're you have um, what's the best way for if someone wants to reach you for photography stuff? Um, so yeah, probably my. Instagram, uh, La Luere Photography is what that is. It means to glow. Oh, okay. So I have my little tagline there. Let me show you how good you glow. Ah, I see what you did there. If you're not on YouTube, it's L-A-L-U-E-U-R Photography. We'll put the link in the description. I do have a Facebook page. I think I I have a website. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have a website. Also, um... You can reach me at caitlinkillinger at gmail.com. It's spelled just like uh, on the screen, K-A-T-L-Y-N-K-I-L-L-I-N-G-E-R at gmail. Um, and if you want to see my modeling stuff, it's tagged up there. It's uh, That's the account that I probably use more. It's Girl With Her Dogs. We'll make sure to link all that stuff so people can find you. And if Sweet. there's anything else you want to add, we can, if yeah. you have your website, whatever, we can put that on there too. So, All right. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Remember, check out the website, chronic-curiosity.com to join us at the forum, have some fun, interaction, pick you up a comfy t-shirt, or if you just want to support the show and donate, all that is on the website as well. Thank you. Until next time. See you.